Well, Rowdy, uh, that's a pretty bad weekend for Wisconsin a, sports. When the Brewers winning two out of three was interesting. is the highlight of the Wisconsin sports weekend. I don't, I mean, listen, we're going to have a lot of things. We're going to be shooting from the hip a lot today as uh, there is a lot of bad to cover. Uh, f- the one positive, the Brewers got a win on Rowdy's birthday yesterday, seven to six over the Reds. And they almost tried to give it away. Uh, the, the Badgers, let's let's go in order here. The Badgers stink, lose as a 17 and a half point favorite to Washington State on Saturday. And I wouldn't say it was because of Graham Mertz. I went back and watched the game, a lot of the highlights and stuff. Graham Mertz, when called upon, looked pretty good. It was the defense, turnovers, penalties, and just overall confusion. The Badgers lost as 17.5 point favorites to Washington State. Jake Dickert, the head coach for the Cougars, congratulations. You, You grew up a Badger fan, you grew up a Brewers fan, you're from Wisconsin. Congratulations to him, I guess. Other than that, I don't even know what to say about that game besides uh, there's a reason why I'm still hung over today. Nikia Watson under hit. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody cares, but they still won. Um, what did he rush for? Uh, I have to go look again. He had two touchdowns. I'll tell you that much. Um, wow. Saturday. I'll say this, though, Rowdy. The party on Saturday was pretty fun. I had a really good time partying on Saturday. What about you? For your birthday, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I would say so far for downtown, like, Regent Street, Madison. Yeah. Two for two for good weekends for the bars and just the uh, local businesses. Good party. Don't know if they're going to have a third one after the Badgers lose three straight weekends with home games, and Jesus. now you got now you have a loser. Um, also, the king is right. We desperately need a kicker. I don't know if you saw uh, the uh, one. A uh, one I thought maybe it got blocked. I went back and watched. No, he just stinks. Yeah, so, so <laughs> it was the, like a little squib kick that was 10 feet in the air. So the first one where I was still outside in the beer garden oh, at the red zone. Jesus. And, you know, it was a little bit longer of a field goal. But when they brought him in, they said that the guy had a bigger leg. I'm like, okay, let's see here. What's a big leg? And completely shanks it. One of the women out in the beer garden, I don't think she knew a ton about football. Yeah. She goes, that was awful. <laughs> Was it the one that went like like to the left that was like maybe like 10 feet in the air? No, it was the one that had the distance but was oh. shanked way off. Okay, the, the, the second one was, was like I thought it was blocked, but it was just a terrible kick. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, Saturday, the party was great. We had a we had a blast. I had a damn good time. In fact, Rowdy, uh, you had your own little adventure. I, I have to ask you something off air to see if I'm not going to see if I can bring something off up on air because I'm just going to ask you off air. I don't want us to give anything away. I'm going to ask you off air. Then maybe we'll talk about it a little later. Uh, so Saturday badges lose terrible. I ended up at Monday's rowdy of all places. Uh, Jen, my wife, she was with another uh, one of her girlfriends. It was her birthday and she wanted to go to Monday's. We went to Monday's rowdy. If you want to forget a Wisconsin Badger game, the best place to go is to go to Monday. State street bars were absolutely packed. Like there were lines that were probably like 50 feet deep just to get into yeah. places. Well, thankfully for us, uh, my wife used to work at Mondays and the woman we were with, she uh, is with someone who works at Mondays uh, manager there. So we were able to get right in no <laughs> line there, which I don't know if that's good or bad because I felt really old at Mondays. When you looked around rowdy on state street, everyone looked like they were 12 years old there. They, they were 21, obviously. But look like they were 12 because that's, you know, it's a little younger area around there. Uh, those people did not know how to handle their liquor when it comes to Wisconsin losing games. And then let's go to Sunday, yesterday. 
where we're going to spend a lot of our time, well, talking about both, but rumor is Justin Jefferson is still wide open catching passes and torching the Packers secondary. So I think he's still open right now. I was really wrong about something when it comes to this game. Remember how I said they'll probably avert more attention to Justin Jefferson. The front seven will try and shut down Dalvin Cook. Like, shut down Justin Jefferson. I, I, My game line for Dalvin Cook was like 20 carries, 80 yards, and like we'd be happy with it. Outside of a, you know, three, four runs where Dalvin Cook busted it, it wasn't like he was a big game changer. Then I thought they would probably give whoever was covering Justin Jefferson a little bit more help. And Adam Thielen could be the X factor. Yeah. Uh, turns out I was wrong. Uh, Justin the, Jefferson, no one covered him at all. The people Did they forget that Justin Jefferson exists? This dude said a Vikings all-time receiving at halftime. For the, 153 yards was the most at half a Vikings receiver had ever had in the entire franchise in history of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> then they didn't cover him. Do you remember on Friday when I was saying, yeah, you know, you can't just give Dalvin what? Cook and Justin Jefferson. You can't just let him beat you. Can't let him do what he did to you in week 10 yes. where, where he had 169 yards receiving. Yes. Sorry. He didn't do that to you. He actually outdid it. What Justin Jefferson did is a Vikings franchise record. The Packers have this hyped up. We're going to be the number one defense in the league. This is going to be our strong point. La, 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 la. They got absolutely trounced by one guy, Justin Jefferson. Man, they showed a couple highlights where Stokes, oh. where Stokes was covering oh. him, and he just absolutely burnt Stokes to a crisp on what? multiple plays. I didn't do it. Stokes was like, with, I don't even know if he was within 10 yards of him on a couple of them. Or there was another funny one. Speaking of oh Justin Jefferson being wide open every time. Yeah. There was one where he was out in like the flat and Preston Smith was out I know. there. And I even I saw know. the King tweeted. He's like, why is Preston Smith covering Justin Jefferson? Preston Smith covering what is going on with the coaching staff and the Joe Barry, Matt LaFleur, what are you doing? And Jair Alexander, Rowdy. Jair Alexander. He was pissed after the game. Here's a quote from Jair Alexander to Matt Schneidman and Rob Demosky afterwards. Uh, on on the coaches not having him shadow Justin Jefferson. Here's what here's what Jair Alexander, one of the best in the league as a cornerback, had to say. Quote, all week I was asking for that matchup. But it ain't about me. It's about the team. It ain't about me. If it was my way, you know what I would be doing. All week, Jair Alexander, the best at what he does, asked to be on Justin Jefferson. Rowdy, what did the Packers do? Not that. Yeah. A lot of times. They put Preston Smith on Justin Jefferson. A lot of times when he wasn't, or sorry, when he was being covered because he was wide open all the time. It always seemed like it was Stokes or Rasul Douglas <laughs> or Preston Smith one time like, or nobody. What? Or yeah. Or he's just wide open in I the middle of the field. I just couldn't understand how the best receiver in the game and now maybe not the game as in the what? sport itself, but by far the best receiver in that particular game is the one that's continuously wide open. You know who played really bad? Everyone? Amos. Oh, he was... Missed tackles. I got some comments from him. Missed coverages. I... If there was one guy that played way above his pay grade, it was Adrian Amos last season. He was phenomenal last year. And it was not good. (sighs) Justin Jefferson, 
after accumulating the most receiving yards in a player's first two years in the NFL, 3,016. He then would yesterday, at halftime, set an all-time Vikings receiving record with 158 yards in the first half against the Packers defense. And what did the Packers defense do after that, Rowdy? Well, according to some like Adrian Amos and Jair Alexander and Russell Douglas, they did stop Justin Jefferson more in the second half. Oh, my God. After he said 158 yards, he then would get, what, 30 more yards? And they called that a victory. Rowdy, Rowdy, the Packers lost 20. Now, I don't think there's big-time issues moving forward. At least I hope there's not. We saw what happened last year. Uh, it was even a worse scoreline last year against the New Orleans Saints on the road. It wasn't 23-7 to bad. What did the Saints win by? 30-something to whatever? It was, doesn't matter. Last, last year, game one was way worse. But how about there was another tweet that I saw from a listener that I agreed with. I can't remember who tweeted it. Oh, my but God. It was, it almost felt like, I think it was Matt and Cross Plains. Oh, that, uh, that, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it I was think him that tweeted it out. He said something about, can't believe that that first play for the Green Bay Packers where Christian Watson is oh wide freaking open. That set the tone. And he dropped it, set the tone for the rest of the game. It did because look it at totally it. did. The Vikings offense went up and down the field Easy, that first possession. The defense looked awful. Yeah. But then the Packers came right back. First play, Christian Watson catch the football, go pause. And it's seven to seven. I saw your tweet about go pause. If he can't, dude, it was right. It was a, it was right there. He had it. What a way to start your NFL career. Aaron Rodgers calls a play, uncorks it. Uh, A beautiful, perfectly thrown ball. Just a little, little, little touch ayahuasca on it. Boop. Right in the bread basket. And what does Christian Watson do? Drops it. That, Rowdy, you could feel the air just be deflated from the Green Bay Packers like Tom Brady got a hold of those footballs. Did you see they had multiple camera shots of Aaron Rodgers oh. bitching at LaFleur, oh, yeah. at receivers? They, and you know what? At times when, when uh, what, in that Mike McCarthy year, yeah. 2018, where they were fighting between him and McCarthy and yeah. some of the other guys, like, I get it. Sometimes it was over the top. I don't think it was enough yesterday. No, it was the same. Dude, they were really trying to paint Aaron Rodgers as the bad guy yesterday. Every time they would cut to Rodgers or talk about him, it was, yeah, he's not a nice guy. Oh, he doesn't forget stuff. Yeah, he gets pretty upset easily. Yeah, he's not letting these guys out of his doghouse. Every time they cut to Rodgers, it was about him being an a-hole. I was like, they're losing the game. His wide receivers can't catch the ball. Wouldn't you be upset too? And then there was like another one where I think it was Dobbs and Watson were on the sideline talking to each other because they had both run wrong routes <laughs> according to the. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> they really wanted to make Rogers the bad guy yesterday. Hey, good morning, Craig. He says R-E-L-A-X. Only 16 more games until the love era begins. Uh, I am. I don't think there's big issue. I mean, it was the first game of the season. We saw it last year. Packers ended up going to the NFC Championship game. I don't think the Packers uh, are not going to be winning the NFC North. I'm not. I'm not concerned about the Packers moving forward because we saw this last year. But listen, Jordan Love, he ain't. He ain't going to be it. Hey, <laughs> Packers are in a hole. Week one, zero and one in the standings. They are tied for last in the NFC North. <laughs> but did you see? If you want to talk about. Uh, conferences and divisions AFC South the teams that are leading the AFC South oh dude also winless <laughs> they have a tie they have a tie yeah you look at the Texans 
Tied. Colts, tied. They tied a ball game, baby. Then the Titans and Jaguars both lost. <laughs> How about the AFC South? And then Rowdy. I mean, we'll, we'll look all around the NFL today as it felt so good to have week one back. Uh, speaking of divisions, though, uh, the NFC North, the Chicago Bears with the surprise victory over the Niners. Now, if you watch this game, Soldier Field, absolutely terrible. Uh, the field conditions, awful. And it was a monsoon out there. Uh, the 49ers, they beat themselves. Did you watch that game, the Bears? I watched game? part of it. The 49ers, they they were dominating the entire game, but the Bears came out uh, victorious as the Bears' offense looked just, if you want to talk about putrid, I know they scored more points than the Packers, but the Bears' offense, yikes. The field conditions were really bad. Congrats, though, to the Bears for you know beating the Niners. And then uh, also you have the Lions. They fell to the Eagles. Eagles look pretty damn good. Um was Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown was looking pretty damn good, but you look it, do it again. The Lions play hard. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They were right in there. They they didn't stop playing when they got down and they got down double digits. They climbed right back in and end up losing by three. Another cover for uh, Detroit. Yeah. How about that? And Rowdy, you were all over that, by the way. Um. So there, there's a little wrap up of the NFC North. You have the Lions and the Packers, zero and one, but you have the Vikings and the Chicago Bears, bear down. As they are both 1-0. Oh. Wow. All right, we need some hot takes. I need the hottest takes possible about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I've been compiling f- everything from Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, people sending me messages and emails and yada, yada, yada. I'm going to have the hottest takes. I'm just going to read them on, out loud on air uh, in the 8 o'clock hour. It's a new segment we're going to do every Monday. It's the Manic Monday, the Overreaction Monday, the Frantic Monday, something like that. Uh, I'm going to read these awesome takes. Rowdy, before I get to this phone call, are you concerned about the Green Bay Packers uh, for the whole of the season after what you saw unfold at U.S. Bank Stadium yesterday? No, not yet. Yeah, same. Neither not yet. No. But if it's uh, week three, post-week three, and it still looks like this, especially offensively, yeah. where the receivers just look like a mess, yeah. yeah, then I'll be worried. Same. Right now, though, we've, we've, we knew this story. Did I think the Packers would win in a close game? Yes. But did we know, as Aaron Rodgers suggested throughout preseason, that these wide receivers need trial by fire? They're gonna be has some. They're gonna have some growing pains. We knew this. Like we I already can, knew this. I can understand a lot of what we saw yesterday from the young wide receivers with a couple missed routes, a couple yeah. drop balls. But the one I want back is Christian, Christian Watson's Watson. wide open one. That's the one. Yeah, uh, no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Like if there, if I could change one thing with the receivers from yesterday, that play, Christian Watson catch the effing ball. That, and and also we'll get more into this too. Why don't you give AJ Dillon the rock, or Aaron Jones the rock a little more? It that game easily could have been uh, Packers two scores right AJ away. AJ Dillon looked good. It sort of Aaron Jones, and they didn't do anything with them. Matt Lafleur needs to look in the mirror too. Um, not about doing his eyebrows. Did you hear what he said? Well, I heard. Yeah, what, what, what's where time? he's where he's basically like this is the second. Time in two seasons where I open the season on un- looking unprepared. Yeah. Well, is, uh, okay. Okay. LaFleur. Well, hello. Well, well, you didn't learn from it last year. And now you do the same thing this year. Um, we'll get into all of it. The Packers easily could have had 14 points on the board right away. Uh, if Christian Watson would have caught that ball and also that, what that fourth and goal where they're right on the goal line and they would have punched it in their like, offense looked awful. Yeah. And LaFleur Rogers, 
The also the offensive line did not look very good. Yeah, no David Bakhtiari, no Elton Jenkins, and there's also some injuries. The right too. side of that line was getting blown up. Yeah, uh, a lot to talk about today. I look into the Badgers as well. It's going to be football, football, football today. The Brewers did get a win on Rowdy's birthday, so there's that. I, tr- I even looked at the Braves score, Rowdy. The Braves couldn't even pull full. Th- hey, the Braves couldn't even yeah, do it for yesterday. Two straight. They uh, surrendered their division lead that they finally took. <laughs> Man, but. We got a good Adrian Hauser on Saturday. Brewers pulled it out. Did he puke? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was I was a little we, occupied. Yeah, so we're yeah we all were kind of occupied there. Line one. Good morning. Let's hear it. Terry from the north. Oh, side. I didn't think it would be Terry right away. What's up, Terry? What's going on? I always look um, look forward to talking to you guys on Monday. Same. Before. So do I. I thought it was going to be Nathan calling in to say that the starters should have played in preseason. That's what I was ready for. But no, uh, very special surprise. Terry, what's up, Terry? Well, let me say this. You're one of your guests, and I always get Clemens and your, your other gentleman confused. It's the other gentleman. Rob who, uh, Reichel. Rob Reichel kind of tells it like it is. Like it or not. Yeah, I love Robbie. And he says that, you know, the Packers may have to take a look at if, you know, they lay an egg like they did yesterday on how they do their preseason. You know, again, um, I want to say this. The, yesterday's game was the Vikings Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Hands, oh, hands down, game. Terry. That's the, the Vikings are partying no. like they just won the Super Bowl. Yes. But if if that Viking team can stay anywhere near together like they did yesterday, they certainly have a chance to win 10, 11 games. And I don't know what happens after that. Sure. But the one thing I did notice again, and the announcers may have said this when Rogers is getting hit, when he's getting beat up like a redheaded stepchild, <laughs> he has that puppy dog look and his eyes get dreary. Like where's my blue. And again, <laughs> you almost could read at his face. He was beat. You all, you could you sense it during the NFC Championship games. You sense it against Tampa Bay, but when Rodgers gets behind, and I and I don't mean getting behind three to nothing or seven to three, but I'm not sure what Rodgers when he's had a big comeback here in the last few years when they've got behind early, and they haven't got behind early because they've had a lot of winning games. But Green Bay certainly needs to look in the mirror. I'm concerned about the guys in red. Again, I am not a Mister Badger football. Oh, there, Terry. It's, the season's over. It's done. Well, you know, again, season's over for the Packers, Terry. And now, now there's this. There's also hot takes. We have hot takes for the Packers. I've seen this hot takes now too. Fire Paul Chris and hire Jim Leonard as the head coach now. I haven't seen that uh, scuttlebutt around he the interwebs. This guy cannot win the big game. He can't again. I mean, it's not even a big game. Is Washington State? But it is at for home. them. It is for them. You take Ohio State off that schedule, they play nobody again. I mean, I understand the season ticket hole. Look, I understand the Badgers could play East High School and they're going to fill the stadium. I understand that. There's a lot of loyal people that are Wisconsin fans. But their schedule is not very difficult at home. And when you lose – first of all, Nelson, what was the spread on Saturday's game? 17 and a half. I'm Badgers sorry? were 17 Badgers and were a favored half. by 17, 17 and, and a half. half. And you had the ball, what, 4 to 1? Compared to the other team, and you still could. The, remember the Penn State game last year? Didn't they have the ball for a hundred plays? <laughs> well, I this mean, is coaching, uh, gentlemen. This is coaching. The Badgers had over, you know, four hundred plus yards. They had more yards than Washington State. They Everything. had more first downs than Washington State. Just more not turnovers. More, just not more points. And, and what is the Badger coach's most significant win? Illinois, Iowa. <laughs> no. I mean, really, um, who's he beating? I mean, they got could, some good wins in there, Terry. They got the, the the Orange Bowl. They got some good little. Yeah, wins but you know what? I think was I think it was Nelson, wasn't it? You said Nelson, the AC, the SEC never won 
I never lost a bowl game that they didn't want to lose. Yeah, that's the running joke because yeah. whenever they uh, whenever they lose a bowl game or like a big uh, controversial thing, they're like, oh, well, this happened and or they had this going on, and there's always an excuse for the SEC. Well, it is, but it's kind of true. They show up for a check, you know, and they go through the motions. I mean, that's why that conference has won more national championships than anybody. But, you know, we can get into all that. Day. All I'm saying is this coach, again, I told this last week, if Dave McLean, and the bless his soul. Yep. You can laugh all you want. I'm not. I'm not laughing at you, Terry. I'm just great. like I just. No one. I've never heard anybody say Dave McLean as much as you. I like it though. It's because not. It's, I'm not laughing at you. I just. It's just like a. a it's because maybe I'm one of your older callers. That's probably why. Oh, age is age is just a number, Terry. Come on. But I seen when Wisconsin football was turning the corner, and I, and again Wisconsin football back then was different. When Wisconsin beat Nebraska, Oklahoma. Ohio State, Michigan has lost to Northwestern and Iowa. I mean, those teams had some issues, you know. And, the, and we had nowhere near the bowl games we have then as we had back then. They had one, you know, when we went to Shreveport, Louisiana, for God's sake. The Badger coach, like Nebraska, just fired Frost. Yeah. yeah. This guy, this coach needs to be fired today. Oh. And bring in Leonard? Absolutely. Oh. This coach can, and he's a great recruiter. Again, he's a great, this team has got talent. It's coaching. Man. Top to bottom. Look, the truth hurts. It is. I, I want this team. You know, Terry, they say it again. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. This coach needs to be fired immediately. Woohoo! Terry, I love the, the hot takes coming in at 6.20 in the morning. Woo. The truth hurts. It does. You have to admit when you can't win. You can't. You, again, the second year in a row, Terry, how about this? Wisconsin, uh, as losing as 17 plus, 17 and a half, Wisconsin lost as a 17 plus point favorite for the third time in the last five seasons. Wow. And, and you know what? Again, Ebo, just take a look at the schedule. And I understand everybody goes through these all week games and games for a check, which I hate. That's one of the things about college football I hate the most is games for a check. Yeah. But you know what? I guess that's how you build your locker rooms and how the small schools do. This coach cannot win Man. the big game. Man. And this is the biggest game. This is the biggest home game, in my opinion, on this schedule. Yeah, what is the next biggest? Brett, Brett Bielema's return, maybe, Terry, October 1st? And, yeah, and they use a fighting Illini. I mean, my God, what? They got it, a is a, it is a pretty day, soft home schedule. Terry, to your Aaron Rodgers uh, point about not being able to bring a team back, there is, I know there was some stats floating around the last couple of years where compared to some of the other generational quarterbacks that were around his age, like the Mannings, the Brady's, the breezes when he gets down double digits he's like by far the worst quarterback when coming back to lead teams to win especially compared Rogers? to those yeah compared yeah. to those yeah. legends yeah and, and i there know you he don't there. i know well first of all listen rogers record speaks for itself in the regular season i ain't gonna sit there not the packers are a great regular season team and next week at this time you'll be bloating as you destroy their chicago yeah don't, don't if it's single theirs. digits he's really good if it's double digits yeah. he's really bad yeah but again, I I've seen that Minnesota defense beat him up like a redheaded stepchild. Yeah, that was tough. And was he does tough. not like to get hurt. Did you see the one time though between him and the the, the, the former Packer? Where oh, was it Darius Smith when he threw the block on him? Yeah, and they were jawing <laughs> yeah. at each other. That was funny. We we did, we discussed this real quick, and I'll get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Why was Frost fired? Was it something in the PR? Was it something that that happened with the AD or? Whatever. Well, I want to get to that, Terry. But oh, we're going to get to how it. How about this? I think it's because the they lost to Georgia Southern. That they finally pulled the plug on him. And if they would have waited till October 1st, so a couple more weeks. Yeah, this is crazy. 
they could have saved a ton of money Seven because the buyout was fifteen million for him. Yeah, if they would have waited till October first, his buyout would have been seven and a half million dollars instead of fifteen million dollars. They couldn't even. They watch didn't even wait three more weeks. They didn't wait. They said you're done. You lost to Georgia yeah, Southern. You're done. Bad. Yeah. And I'm gonna. And I. And again, I don't know what happens here behind closed doors, um, but it's time for this guy to be fired <laughs> immediately. And bring. Yeah, I like. The I move. love it, Terry. Bring, I love you stirring it up. Let's go, baby. Seriously. Terry, I it's, love you, buddy. We got this guy cannot win. Uh, we'll talk about it today, Terry. We love you, bud. Love you guys. Go Cubs. Yeah. Oh, I've been waiting for it, Rowdy. I, I didn't know if, what, when we'd get it, but yes, I seen it all over the interwebs after Saturday. The fire Paul Chris crowd is getting very, very vocal. And th- have they have they been saying this for a while, or they just just come out of nowhere after the Washington I State? I think I think the last couple of years you'll see it a little bit here and there after stinkers like Minnesota. Yeah. And. Like those type of games where it's like, how do you look this bad? Why are you punting from the other team's yeah, what thirty? Are you doing like, like after games like that, you've heard like whispers of it. But oh. I think this is the most vocal anyone's been. They're clamoring now. They are clamoring now. We have all. Con- I need hot takes galore today. I still want to talk a little Patchers, but uh, you can talk Packers when I'm gone. Let's talk Badgers. What the hell happened Saturday for the Wisconsin Badgers? Dude. Like the kicker? R- Rowdy, oh, I'm sorry. Rowdy and I were Can just, we just talking, do this about, really quick about the kicker? talking about it off the air. Can we just do it really quick about the kicker just really oh. quick? What are you doing? Your, your one job is to kick the ball through the uprights. And that second one was not blocked. The second one, it went, I think it went five feet in the air. It, yeah, he's lucky it didn't hit anybody in the well, head. It had to go ten feet because it didn't hit anyone. So yeah. It went ten feet in the air. It probably went five feet past the line of scrimmage. What was that? Well, I said it earlier. After the what first, are you doing? after the first field goal What's attempt, we're sitting there in the beer garden, and there's a woman that I don't think was really watching the game. Probably doesn't know a ton about football, but she looks up as the kick goes, and her only comments were, "That wasn't very good." <laughs> that was probably the politest thing someone said at the red zone when that happened, Rowdy. <laughs> Well, that wasn't very good. Nice. You should have heard what other the boys were saying in the, in the other bar. <laughs> I can't repeat it on air. Can't even talk about it. 17 and a half point favorites. This is the third time in the last five seasons that this has happened. Uh, 2022, uh, here we go. All the times it happens is 1997 from our guy Zach Heilprin. Saturday against Washington State. 2019 against Illinois. 2018 against BYU. 2013 against Penn State. 2003 against UNLV. And 1999 against Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Some con- records when seven records when I've you're been at all but one of those games. <laughs> and then Zach retweeted uh, AK Shaft saying some context records when you're 17 or higher in the spread. Late Alvarez 12 and two. Bielema 28 and 0. Rowdy Anderson 9 and 1. Paul Chris 28 and 3. I mean, I mean 28 and 3 still pretty good. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you had Washington State, Illinois, and BYU now for Paul Chris. We've had seven people like how, call in like now to say fire l- Paul Chris. Late Alvarez because they were never favorite early on. <laughs> <laughs> We've had seven people already. Call- Everyone that has called in sans one person, I think, has said fire Paul Chris. Boys, where do you stand? I mean, is, is the seat? Hot? Well, I think you already know. Where, I think you already know where I stand. I just talked about Scott Frost and uh, people at Nebraska not, 
you know, not showing him any respect being a Nebraska guy. I'm not canning Paul Chris tomorrow. I'm is not, the, is the yeah. seat hot though? I think it should be. I yeah, mean, look at some be. of the losses. Look at some of the seasons lately. Basically since 2019 where that Illinois game where they lost, obviously they got absolutely That was throttled. Jonathan Taylor's fault. He fumbled it. But since that... <laughs> that, toppers, but since that pizza top of grease on his hands. You would say since that season, Wisconsin football has not looked good. And that's... Yeah, we're going on... This is the body. third season now. Yeah. So, of course, I think it there should be a little bit. It's, it should be heating up a little bit. It's kind of like maybe this. It's wintertime in Wisconsin. You have your heated seat on, and then all of a sudden it's it's early in the winter. You're like, man, that seat gets a little hotter than I thought it would with this. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's rightly justified. It's, and it's even more justified when you have someone on the coaching staff that everybody believes Jim is the next guy Leonard. in line. Because you have to play well. It's a guy that could leave at any time. He's he's turned down. He spurned the Packers. Yesterday, he spurned the Packers. When yesterday was, was kind of like uh, the Brewers season. Defense looked all right. Keeping them in games. And then the offense just didn't show up. Okay, well, like, Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard's been in calls from the NFL. Yeah. Was it last before Joe Barry He's was been hired? Getting calls from other before Joe Barry was hired. They interviewed Jim Leonard like yeah, three times. Yeah. Other Division One Power Five, arguably bigger names than Wisconsin that have knocked on Andy, his door. And he's gotten paid. Okay, well, every right, time. Let me ask you guys this: Let's say, and I agree, the seat on Paul Chris is getting hot. Should he be fired right now? No, but the seat's getting hot. Yeah. If you look at Paul Chris and they, he sticks around for let's say another year or two years, and Jim Leonard goes elsewhere. And someone snags him away, a little more money, you know, maybe a head coach somewhere in the NFL. And then the season continues to struggle for the Badgers. Well, I mean, what are we going to... Badger Nation is going to be pissed. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it's one of those, depending how the rest of the season goes, and by the look of it, well, you look at that Wisconsin schedule... That New Mexico ba- State team, based- like, they're going to be a, a cake roll, a little cakewalk, knock on wood. But, like, after Ohio that, State. you, you look State at your schedule... That. And, like, right now, I'd say your guaranteed losses are at Ohio State, at Michigan State. Because, I mean, I know so, that three solely losses. because of the offense and how it is stumbling over itself. On Saturday, I think you could have seen Graham Mertz if you gave him more opportunities and stopped trying to run the ball against eight- and nine-man boxes like Rowdy and I were talking off air. The Washington State staff decided we're going to stop the run and see if Graham Mertz can beat us. And Wisconsin's coaching staff said, we're going to continue to run, and hopefully <laughs> at Mertz some point good. it's going to happen. Yeah, that, that's Mertz exactly what happened. Washington State said, you know what, Graham Mertz beat us. We're going to throw eight, nine guys in the box, and we're going to stop your run. And Bobby Ingram or whoever is calling plays would not get out of their own way of running the football into eight, nine man boxes. And if I'm Graham Mertz, I believe that they don't believe in me. Yeah. Cause be, you're not going to let me throw the football. You're going to continue to hand it off to Braylon Allen for one, two, maybe three yards yep. at most. We need to throw the football. Yeah. And at some point, whether your quarterback is awful or your quarterback is great, you at least have to let them throw when you're continuously having one-on-one coverage on the outsides or just one safety over the top. 
if they can't make the plays then, then you know they're not going to be a legit quarterback in this league yep. right. because that's the time where he's got to make it. Mertz was fitting him in there. They didn't and even give him a Mertz, chance Mertz most of the time. Good. They gave up one sack. on The offensive line gave up one sack on the day. They did well in pass protection. You yeah. know what they didn't do? They couldn't run block. No. It was couldn't. Oh, more li- Twitter poll, more likely to happen. Paul Christ finished his contract out because, remember, he just signed an extension yeah. into uh, 2027. He has four more years, yep. RJ, after this. Yeah. Or Jim <laughs> Leonard, Leonard goes somewhere else. I'll do that at uh, the commercial break. We'll put that out. Uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? Eric on I-90. Oh, Eric. Today is your day, my friend. Blow that damn horn as loud as you can. Can you blow blow the horn for me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, um, we're never going to win the Rose Bowl with Paul Chris. Barry Alvarez did it like 14 times. Paul Chris has got a goal. Eric, you're in the Paul Chris got to go train. You're the you'll be the eighth person yeah, to say it. Go. All right, you're in. Go. You're in. Or he can stay. <laughs> or he can stay. <laughs> well, I can't. I, I wrote it in pen. I can't undo. Hey, your Eric, your I know the other day you were asking uh, how good Wisconsin football was because in college football it's so hard to figure out if teams are good. Where do they stand? Not well, great, this Bob. just in: they're not good. Yeah, they're not okay. the best in the land, Eric. All right. All right. Okay. So, do we still have a chance at the Rose Bowl? Rose Bowl, yes. Sure. College football playoff, no. But here, here's yes, the thing, sir. Eric. If they do make it to the Rose Bowl, I'll tell you one team they're not going to see there. That's Washington State, but they already lost to them. <laughs> hey, Eric, well, I, it's more trending to like, and I hope you like this um, mayonnaise. Maybe another Duke's Mayo Bowl coming your way. Another Duke's Mayo Bowl. That'd be great. Um, Maybe Hellman's will throw their hat in the ring. Ooh. I do have one positive thing to say about that game, though. Yeah. I'm probably one week away from being all the way in on Graham Mertz. <laughs> he looked good. He looked awesome. He was dragging a hog around. We still, it's Washington State. I'm telling you, I don't see them winning he's more than eight success. games this year. He's and, it, and that's in the Pac-12. But some of the, but Bro, he's not, stacking some of the throws he was making are just throws I that think he I'm has bad not made in again. the past. I think I'm mad on the, I, I, wanna, think I'm bad. I need to see him do it against the Ohio States, against the Michigans, against the even the Iowa defense, which that team is... Spe- I'm back. They're offensively back. special. Join me, Ebo. But the Hashtag. defense is decent. I think I'm back in the Mer- I'm back in Mertz. Mertz. Squirt for Mertz. What's the reason they didn't win that game? It's because a lot of big spots they didn't put the ball in. So Mertz's do you hand. think? Do you think one of two things? Were the Brew or the Brewers? Were the Badgers bullheaded and didn't want to throw the football, or do they not believe in Graham Mertz to throw the football? What do you mean? Out of every timeout, they gave him the ball. It the fourth and three early. That's the or. Hey, Clay Cundiff can't come out before the season starts and say, I'm going to be the best tight end in the land, and then fumble like he did. No, right we before, can't do that. Right before Calvaruso chunked the field goal when they had don't, three I don't want to think about and ran that. the toss. I am it's not on his That specific way. scenario where if you're going to run, go for it on fourth Does down. Does Raphael Giglione have... Nope, that's it. I'm not on. I'm not on the kicking bandwagon when it comes to Wisconsin. No kickers. No kickers. Don't give any of them scholarships. We go for two. Also, every I'm, time. No punting. I'm, no kicking. We go. I'm petrified that Paul Christ missing one fourth down is going to make him never go again. Well, just as long as he doesn't right. punt from the other team's 30. That's what he's going to start doing. It's, it's, I like, Rowdy, it's like when I play Madden. No kicking, no punting. Go for two, no punts. You just go for it every time. And when he lines up and punt, you know it's a fake. Looking at Paul Chris' contract, now 
Heilprin had to well actually us about how that's not how his contract actually works. Auto renewal every year. But if you look at it the way he would be coached through January of 2027, does he end up staying longer or is it, uh, how did I put it? I got to remember how I put it. What happens? uh... Yeah. What happens first? Paul Chris makes it to 2027 or Jim Leonard leaves for another program or NFL. Uh, I think, I don't think Paul Kirst is going to be the coach until 2027. And I also think Jim Leonard will leave. <laughs> so they both could happen at the same time. Is Jim Leonard and, tied to one Paul Chris? How about this? Dark horse hire Dickert to Madison. Wow. I, someone, some other guy, Carl said Lance Leopold. That's, that's a good one. I, I don't want to go. Scott down. Frost. <laughs> to the University well, of Wisconsin. See, I did see some people linking Leopold now to Nebraska. Everybody's being linked everywhere. Leonard's being linked Urban to Nebraska. Urban Meyer to Nebraska? I, I want that. Big Herb? That would be hilarious. Uh, the the I don't know what the bar scene's like in Lincoln, but I, I got to oh. feel like there's not as many as hot oh. co-eds. We're, we're, that, I don't know. Maybe that would be in Jacksonville. This isn't or, a hot take. It's Ohio. This is an extremely cold take that is reoccurring from Dave from Monona. Nope. Messages in and says... If we had the Wildcat with Allen, oh, this offense would be more cats. productive. Did he watch how <laughs> overly patient? Brandon Did you just Allen ask a Dave from Nona watch something? Yeah, I know. You know the answer to that question. He needs. To, you got to get off the Wildcat thing. Um, I will say though, they, like, no Saturday, Saturday was an indictment on Chris. No I'm not gonna, he's not free of any blame here. No, right? not like, at all. The whole problem with the team, like the defense wasn't dominant, dominant, but they were fine. They were dealt with tough situations. The fact he's neglected special teams and either has had Chris Herring as the coach <laughs> or no coach at all. And the fact that he revamped the entire offensive coaching staff and the offense didn't work. So that does go to the head coach. Uh, but what was the when was the height of Wildcat offense? Was that two thousand and It was Ronnie Brown, Miami, late two thousands. Yeah. No no to the Wildcat, no. It worked no. for like four months. No. That's why I love football season. Today's show and from here on out for the entirety of the the show is always incredible, don't get me wrong. But there's something extra spicy when you got not only the Packers losing a 17-and-a-half-point favorites to Washington State and how the uh, the Packers lost to the Vikings, how rowdy in the world do you not cover Justin Jefferson? Like, what what was your – on Friday, Rowdy, you had a game plan for the Packers. I thought everyone listened to the show. Uh, LaFleur was probably listening, but he said, you know, what, is, what, is the, what does Rowdy know? I'm going to do the exact opposite. Well, I figured that if you, we all know that the knowns on the Minnesota Vikings, there was a lot of unknowns, right? New head coach. There was new uh, personnel on defense because the defense for Minnesota was pretty bad last year for Minnesota Vikings standards for Mike Zimmer standards. Yeah. But I know that Kirk Cousins is going to be a solid quarterback. Not great, but solid. I know that Justin Jefferson is a top five receiver in the game, in my opinion. Well, I know that Delvin Cook is a top five running back in the game. Yeah, he good. In my opinion. He good. We're, they're, they're going to be solid. We know that they're going to be solid, and we know that Minnesota You'd say at they're least not once sh- a... They're not schleps. Yeah, at least once a year gives Green Bay all they can handle. Yeah. Well, well, I figured that Jair Alexander would probably... Because remember, 
Justin Jefferson went for like 160 plus yards one week against the Packers. And then they, they kind of shut him down, bracketed him quite a bit. The second time they played, I figured Jair Alexander back healthy. He'd be on Justin Jefferson, lock him down. If need be, they probably use Adrian Amos over the top and help him out. If he needed help, right? Shut him down front seven for green Bay. Sure. New new Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell is back. That defensive line is even better, and it w- it wasn't like it was bad last year. I thought that they would, you know, it would be a, a nice workman serviceable day for Delvin Cook, like twenty carries, eighty yards. Yeah, which ended up being pretty close to his line. Yeah, at ninety yards. Yeah, and Adam Thielen would have to be the X factor because he was great. He was banged up last year, and he would have to be the X factor getting open against Stokes. Yeah, yeah, makes sense to me. That was way off. Because they literally didn't cover or stop Justin Jefferson, the the guy that is your best offensive player. Jair Alexander said to Matt Schneidman and Rob Domofsky after the game, uh, he was asked on why the coaches didn't have him shadow Justin Jefferson. He said, quote, all week I was asking for that matchup, but it ain't about me. It's about the team. It ain't about me. If it was my way, you know what I would be doing. And I'm with I'm with Jair Alexander. That's what I was thinking. Same. I would take my best corner that's one of the best corners in the league and play him against one of the best wide receivers in Makes the league. Makes sense, does it not? And make him stay on him entire game. If he needed help, you have one really good all pro safety and another serviceable safety in Savage. Yeah. Well Makes sense to me. Well, I, I, under, I understand if the coaches thought that was the game plan, but I cannot understand why after seeing Justin Jefferson beat the brakes off of Eric Stokes over and over where Oof. Eric Stokes might want to get his ankles looked at a few times, especially early in that game. Why it wouldn't all of a sudden change your game plan and say, all right, Jair's got to be on him all the time. And also Adrian Amos looked like crap. Yeah, yesterday. he did not look good. Uh, he did hey, not look good. Speaking of crap, I have a quote from Rasul Douglas and I'm going to play um, some more from uh, Jair and Matt LaFleur momentarily here. Rasul Douglas. Now, he says the S-word, naughty, naughty, some swear words. So when I say S-word, it's, it starts with an S and ends with a hit. Rasul Douglas on what went wrong today. And I quote, I don't feel like it was as bad as it seemed, but we just let little bleep happen and more bleep happen. And next thing you know, just that bleep happened. End quote from Rasul Douglas. Well, off the top of my head, <laughs> Eric Stokes got burned multiple times. Rasul Douglas got burned at least once that I can remember. And then there was a lot of miscommunication at the safety position. And I would say the linebacker position. Now I understand if Quay Walker is going to have some issues where maybe he blows a coverage here and there in the flats because he's a young guy. Sure, sure. He is a rookie, rookie making his first ever start and playing in a big game. It's also a lot to ask a guy like that to come in and cover the flats when you're going against like a Delvin cook, someone that's actually really, really good. And one of the higher level players in the NFL. Yeah. But for guys like Adrian Amos having miscommunications in the secondary, all those guys have been with the Packers now for at least a full, you know, pretty much a full season or more. Yeah. Adrian Amos has been there for years. Jerry Alexander has been there for years. Eric Stokes is in his second season. Rasul Douglas, second season with the team. So for having that many miscommunication errors, and it just happened to be with the best receiver in the game, how? How can that happen? Yeah. Rowdy, let's hear some, from some of the players here. Rasul Douglas, quick. 
was asked, um, did worst, the, worst look real quick question. Yeah. What, what team or what side of the football looked worse for the Packers, the defense, Oops. because of all the errors and miscommunication that they had when we're supposed to believe that they could be the best defense in the league. They're top five guaranteed top 10. But to look that way and have those type of mental and miscommunication errors or the offense that we knew was going to have defense. growing pains. It's the defense. And yeah, they didn't score that much, but there was, hey, make a play here. It's the defense. Catch a football here. Because we, we knew. Got, oh, there's another touchdown. Here's another touchdown. But that unit was supposed to be great. We knew there, there was going to be growing pains on offense. So what unit really is the defense was worse? We knew coming into the season that there was going to be, and this right from Aaron Rodgers' mouth, right from Matt LaFleur's mouth, that there is no number one wide receiver. Alan Lazard was injured, right, coming into the game. And then you have Aaron Rodgers leading up to the game saying, you know, these guys need to have trial by fire. We know that they're going to struggle at first. And we've talked about it, you know, on months on end leading up to the season, that the Packers' offense will probably get a little more humming, you know, what, a quarter of the way, maybe a little more through the season. What we were sold was a, a, a false bill of goods, that this Packers' defense was going to be we're going to be the best in the the bestie in the NFL. They let Justin Jefferson make a Vikings franchise record. 158 yards receiving in the first half and two touchdowns. It's an all-time Vikings receiving record after they pumped their chest and said how good they were going to be coming into this season. Yeah, and they they were lucky. So he finished with 180 plus receiving yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. It very well could have been over 203 touchdowns. 184. Very close to that. Yeah. On Justin Jefferson, Rasul Douglas, and you can also hear um, Jair Alexander in the background if you listen closely, talked about, you know, guarding Justin Jefferson. I can't, I ain't, can't fake it. I ain't do nothing that we ain't expect. He's good. Huh? He's a pretty good player. I don't even want to respond to that because it's like. <laughs> what y'all want us to say? He made, he made he made plays. He made plays, for sure. You hear Jair Alexander there saying, what you want us to say? What you want us to say? I got my ass absolutely handed to me. I just well, Jair didn't because he wasn't allowed to. I just can't get over the fact that you didn't take your number. One. See, I get it. I seriously, I get it. If your game plan at first was going to be we want Jair on the right side or Stokes on the left or vice versa, whatever, I get it. If that was your, but when you saw what Justin Jefferson was doing to you and the issues that you were having. Why on earth would you not switch it up and say, all right, best on best, my best guy and your best guy? It's like, remember, staying on your own side wasn't working. It's like, remember when, um, and I know you remember this, when the Packers played against the Seahawks and Richard Sherman was at the height of his level and they totally refused to acknowledge that side of the field? It's like you, you were literally waving the white flag on the game if you limit yourself so much. Why do you limit your defense by not letting your best player in Jair Alexander shadow Justin Jefferson, who went off for a Vikings franchise record? And, and like, the what? De- Richard Sherman and Jair, Jair Alexander are, are much different corners just in general. Yeah. Like Sherman was more of a zone coverage guy. So he would he would stay on that one side of the field and he'd be in zone and he'd be all over that zone. Jair Alexander is a press corner. Get in your face like I'm going to be better than you. I'm more. You know what I'm saying? Like even different corners there. He should be able to travel. Yeah. And before and Matt LaFleur in between puck, plucking his eyebrows was like, oh, sorry, Jair, we're not going to do that. It's like, what? All right, more comments coming up at first line. One, good morning. Who's this? This is the most fired up I've heard anybody about a preseason game. Yeah, this is technically, yes, the fourth preseason game, Vagabond Johnny. Yeah, I mean, we've got like a gazillion games in the NFL season. This game will not matter at all. I don't all think, I agree with you. I'm not in the, uh, they should have played in the preseason. This is the dumbest stuff I've ever heard. For me, it's but just, you, yeah. 
Yeah, I tell you what, for a for you know a preseason quarterback for Kirk Cousins to go off and get a rating of like one eighteen point nine, for Jordan Love to pretty much match that at one eighteen point eight, I tell you what. His quarterback rating was about twice that of Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I saw a lot of people clamoring, saying that, and I don't. I think they were serious that Jordan Love would have won that game, and also sit. This is after the first quarter. Sit Rodgers and put in Love. I think I saw a tweet that also said, Johnny, I would rather see Jordan Love with Devontae Adams than Aaron Rodgers with a bunch of young receivers. Yeah, that, that's one of our yeah, well, Hoffman, one of the Hoffman brothers. It's uh, you know, it's week one. It is what it is. You got a guy averaging nine we love the yards offense. per touch. Just that tweet. You give him the ball six, seven times. I mean, that's to me. You guys are talking about the defense. The average NFL offense scores about twenty-five points per game. So if you're going in and you're game planning, you're sitting in these offices. You're saying like, do we think with Aaron Rodgers, if we hold teams to twenty-three points on average, do you think we're going to win more games than we lose? The answer to that question should be yes. Yes, it's week one. Yes, there's new pieces. But, I mean, there's new pieces on that defense, too. I don't know why we're being so critical of them because the Minnesota Vikings offense, yeah, they're their, good. Core, their core has been together how many years? Yeah, they're good. Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's been there, you know, for a decade. And he got Kirk Cousins that's, you know, in, in a whole new year. Yes, they have a new offensive system that they had to learn. But the reality is that defense held a very good Minnesota Vikings offense to under the NFL average scoring. So at the end of the day, you know, it's like the NBA. The other team is going to score. Yeah. Uh, how many points did Buffalo put up? You know, that's that's a bad – if you were – you know, compare how the Rams are feeling about their defense to the Packers today, right? It's sure. not like the Vikings went out there and put up 45. No, I mean, it's just uh, – it literally just Packers, Justin Jefferson wide, yeah, wide if you, open. if you take away that first drive where it looked like the defense wasn't awake at all, wasn't ready for the season, I mean, they scored less than 20, and that was with Justin Jefferson yeah. running wild. And I'll play the what-if game here too, Vegamon Johnny. What if what if uh, Christian Watson catches that bomb and they score? What if Aaron Jones runs it in, you know, from the one-yard line on goal? Like, then yeah. we have 14 points right there. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, I think it's fine. I, I was yeah, I'm not worried. surprised with the defense adjustments. You held the Minnesota Vikings offense to six points after halftime. Yeah. So not to worried. me, you know, same thing with the Badgers. Defense was fine. People are kind of like, whoa, I don't know. But I like the little rivalry that Zadarius Smith now adds for this uh, Packers-Vikings you know, kind of hatred of each other. How about Aaron Rodgers, the leading blocker, Trying to pop Sedarius Smith and Rogers just got sent to his ass. Rogers tries to get up to start, uh, start talking smack to Zadarius, and he starts stumbling and falls down again, and then gets up and talks some smack. I like that. There, was, I like that. That was fun. A lot of people are either in one camp or the other when it comes to being a Brett Favre or an Aaron Rodgers fan, yeah. and people will debate. Well, I'd rather take. Brett Favre, or I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers, or Brett Favre's better. No, Aaron Rodgers is better. Well, Brett Favre turned it over, Aaron Rodgers doesn't. There are some things that Brett Favre 100% does better than Aaron Rodgers. I would say personality-wise, I think he's more personable. I would say trash talk is probably better when you listen to some of the the old NFL players replays where he's mic'd up but there is another one that i will say he is clearly better than aaron Rodgers, and that is running to throw a block because we've seen brett Favre like go and and take out like warren sap and and those two guys going at it yeah 
Aaron Rodgers got like he got bitched by Darius <laughs> Smith. Was well, Darius Smith is like twice the size of Rodgers? Oh, I yeah. mean, come on! Like Warren Sapp wasn't twice yeah. the size of Brett Favre. Ben, I thought you were going to say he was better at throwing pick sixes. <laughs> Oh, Brett Favre way Which better place. at throwing interceptions than Aaron Rodgers. He was and, great at and throwing blocks because yeah. he would go throw a block downfield like that too, and didn't get like pushed over like he was a child. Who's I, got a better haircut? The one that you could set your watch to in Brett Favre's or Aaron Rodgers from uh, Nick Cage and uh, Con Air to uh, to the the? I think it's. I think they believe they call that the undercut, Ebo. The fade. It's like the the it's lady the Peaky killer Blinder fade. type uh, haircut. It's like it's the fresh to death fade. That's not a good look. I kind of. The only haircut. way the good. only way you can pull those like undercutish type haircuts off good. is if you have it styled and gelled. When it's not, it looks awful. I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, the man bun got him to an MVP, and hey, the he's early had returns it. on the new one are not good. Every year for his MVP, we should look up what his hairstyle was because he's had a lot of different hairstyles. Man bun was last year. Yeah, uh, the year before and that was in the shaggy phase because he was growing it out. And then we'd have to look at the other two. Of, uh, I think he had a, cl- a clean cut. I thought when he got hit by Zadarius Smith and was stumbling around, I thought he was getting put on life support. Oh, there's not. I knew exactly because Rogers and I are very similar when it comes to a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I knew what was going on in his head and I felt bad for him because he threw that block and then obviously got sent to his ass. And when he was going to get up, he was immediately going to start John. But when you slip. As you're trying to get up again and then fall down, then you look like a, then you look like you the got reason bitched. why Ebo knew exactly w- what he was thinking is because they were kind of in the same situation. Ebo, after a night of partying, wasn't in his right mind, feeling a little out there, a little woozy. Yeah, same thing with Rogers, a little woozy after <laughs> taking that shot. That's the only reason why I knew it is thinking. No, I've been on the, I've been on some of the same planes, and I'm not talking. Airliners that Rogers have been on. <laughs> we know you're not on the same planes. He flies. <laughs> he, he flies. No, pri- he flies private jets. Ben. He's bitching about how he can't recline on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> I'm talking no corporate jets for you. I'm talking DMT planes here. No, but Zadarius Smith was asked after the game about it. I wanted to play this for you guys because you know Z was John. You know when he got that sack on Rogers, he did his little crawl and his you know feed me kind of dance. I was like, oh, he's gonna be loving that one. That was the Vikings Super Bowl yesterday. Let's not get it twisted, folks. The Vikings, in in their eyes, won the Super Bowl yesterday. Let them celebrate. They have a, a dusty trophy case. They're habitual losers. That's why they're purple because they're always choking. That was their Super Bowl. So let them have their cake and eat it too today, okay? At the end of the day, they'll be second in the North, and they'll be crying to Mama about how they didn't make the playoffs win the Super Bowl again. Here is a Darius Smith though on the hit on Aaron Rodgers. Take a listen. If you don't know, the cameras caught you after Aaron tried to block you, and you guys stood up. Did you talk about that moment a little bit? <laughs> the cameras are right on you guys. You know what? I was telling him he's not a blocker. Stay, be a quarterback. That's what you are. Um, he tried to block me. I think it was a reverse. Yeah, on the reverse, man, and I got a good chance to get a lick on him, but it's all good, man. It's still football. We're just having fun with it, man. What does this win mean to you? As your revenge game, right? Yeah. Uh, and coming into it, and you enjoyed every second yeah, of it. You definitely. knew it from the get-go, didn't you? Yes, ma'am, I did. Uh, we pre- we prepared for it very well. We got an opportunity to watch film and figure out their weaknesses, and uh, we saw that, and we got a chance to get advantage and do that in the game, as you can see. 
and of course beating up with Hunter, right? So yeah, said, did yeah. you one on one with him that one? Uh, it's great. Punch? Um I think I was talking to coach before I came here and he was like, Z, we need you here. I said, Coach, I wanna come. I said, is Daniel Hunter still there? And I gave him a call before I even signed my contract and I told him and he was so excited and that's what made me was that's what made me so excited to come here because I got a chance to talk to him before I signed my contract. Uh, there you go. There's a little little take on the rivalry right there. Not just football. He figured out the Packers' weaknesses, a.k.a. Jake Hansen. <laughs> yeah, okay, our line is in shambles right now. So. Or Jake Hansen, and they decided not to help at yeah. all. I mean, when you saw no Bakhtiari, no Jake I mean, Hansen. what would go wrong grabbing a practice squad center and making him a guard? <laughs> What's worse, blocking Zadarius Smith with Jake Hansen or guarding Justin Jefferson with whatever edge defender they did I don't yesterday? Think Preston, was Preston, Preston Smith? Smith? Yeah, it was Preston Smith. It was Preston Smith. What's I, worse? I I would it's say Preston Smith. You, no. I'm no. I'm I'm saying using Jake Hansen to block Zadarius Smith. I don't think Zadarius Smith <laughs> is Nelson. I don't think really? Zadarius Smith is a, you know, you a top edge rusher. I'd rather have a lot of other edge rushers, but he's good. He's clearly good. He's clearly in that top, you know, probably fifteen. Okay. But I wouldn't put him in like the top five. But Jake Hansen was just on the practice squad as a center. Yeah. Now he's playing guard. At least Preston Smith has been somebody in the league before. <laughs> no, it's clearly a mismatch, but he's been somebody before. At least we learned that Zach Tom is a starter. Yeah. Through a lot of fire to get to that point. We welcome in now. Oh, God's gift to Wisconsin sports. The beautiful man that is Zach Halpern, our sports director. Good morning, Zach. Good morning. Wow. Zach. Yeah. I got to say, dude, what the hell happened on Saturday? 17 and a half point favorites. Wisconsin now loses to Washington State. This is how many times has this happened now under Paul Chris is a 17 or more favorite? It's the third time. Um, he started out 17 and 0 in such games. He is now 11 and 3 in the last 14. Uh, yes. uh, BYU, Illinois, and Washington State? They are those, those, those are the three. I'm trying yeah, to think and it, here, and and it and it had happened three times in the the previous twenty plus years of uh, football before that. Zach, we've had a lot of phone calls today. I, I mean, a lot. Let, let me let me guess. Let me guess. Fire Paul Chris. Uh, that would be probably ninety five percent of the of them. Yes, fire Paul Chris. And it's uh, people haven't even been freaking out that much about the Packers. It's mostly just fire Paul Chris. Is the seat though getting hot? No. 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 No, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you want me to add to that. Like, wh- well, there's a okay. Be, could it be hot? What, because what would, what would be the argument for, for being hot? I mean, like, is it like I, I think the I I personally think that the the program had he had hit the ceiling. Uh, some people would call it a plateau. I would call it now in decline. Um, but do I think he is on the hot seat of potentially getting fired this year? No. Well, Zach, like, that would, to, to me that to me that's hot seat. Like in position to potentially get fired this year. That would be a hot seat to me. That's okay. that's not what Paul okay. Chris is. Okay. It's not. He just signed a five year extension. No, 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 no. He they what they do every year is they just they add, they always tack add on, on a year. They always add on. Yeah, it's just they just tack on a year every every time. So like it's kinda of like a like say if he didn't get uh that extra year tacked on, I think they vote on him in January. Like if he didn't get it that tacked on, that's a news story. It's not a news story if if uh, it gets tacked on. Because they do it for it's, all the coaches, right? Yes. Yep. So Zach, all, and unless unless they're not good, yeah, we we they, looked at uh, we looked at his contract. So he's supposed to be coaching through January of 2027 on that contract. What is long? What will last long? Or what will end sooner? His tenure or 
Jimmy Leonard going somewhere else. Yeah. We'll do that poll tomorrow. That's a good poll. Yeah, I, I'm uh, like, where's Jim Leonard going? Well, I mean, Wherever hell, the, he the Packers were knocking on his door last year before Joe Barry. Florida, Snates, uh, and, Florida and State sniffing he around? He, he said, I want to stay with, with the Badgers. Okay, so he turned down the Green Bay Packers. Yep. But you think he's going to go to some random university to be their defense coordinator, or are you talking about like, being a head coach? Or I'm, I'm just saying, how long will he wait and continue to turn down people if they say, hey, we got a head coaching job, hey? I think it depends what kind of job it is. Like, I... I think he does. I mean, I know he wants to be a Nebraska football um, vacant position of a head yeah, coach comes he, knocking. I don't think he takes it. I don't think he takes it. Like there's that environment. Like, I don't know. I, I feel it'd I, be a tough one to take. Now he was in the mix for Illinois uh, before Brett Bielema got it. I, that would have been, I think, a, a tough sell as well. But Wasn't he on like, the short think, list at Florida State too? Like no, in the top five? No, he was on a short, short, you mean when they hired, instead of hiring Myro Christopher, uh, or no, excuse me, instead of hiring the guy they ended up hiring? Yeah, Nor- I think it's Norman. No, no, no. In 2017, he was on their list for defensive coordinator. They wanted to hire him. Alabama wanted to hire him. Um, I don't think he's leaving Wisconsin to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. I mean, he's turning down the Packers. He's not going to go be the defense coordinator at Florida State or whatever major university sure. that could potentially happen. It's just not going to, that's just not going to happen. And, my whole thing with this is, and it's bringing up every time, no matter when Paul Christ uh, is, is no longer the head coach, whether it's his choice or otherwise, Jim Leonard's going to be the next head coach of Wisconsin, whether he's here or not. So, okay. um, so he, he's coming home. Okay. He's coming so home. Bring him like home. Bring him home. Yes. It's, it's going to be like Paul Christ at Pitt. Like, he's coming home. And there's, there's, everyone knew that Paul Christ eventually was going to be the head coach of Wisconsin. And he was. And Jim Leonard's the same way, in my opinion. All right, so Zach, we'll see how that all unfolds. I want to ask more. So, so I guess, those. Yeah, what? Yeah. Huh? yeah. I, I guess just what I'm saying is, um, oh, saying. I'm, not, I'm not firing Paul Chris at this point just so I can keep Jim Leonard. Uh, I think that's okay. what people want to. Well, is this loss? Is, to do. is this loss? Obviously, it's not going to happen. But is this loss a fireable offense? Like, how big of a loss is this program wise for the Badgers? Um, I, I mean, it's the the number makes it seem worse than it was. Did anybody? Well, I shouldn't say anybody. I think at least one of you had them covering. Yeah, that'd, um, be, that'd be me. Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll have them covering that, next week too. But that, that was a that was a big number. Like I never would have thought they were going to cover that number. So I don't. I mean, that's why I don't like Washington State. I don't think it's a very good team. I think that the way the loss went down is uh, an issue as opposed to the, like the point spread. Like it's just the, the, the mistakes that happen, right? Like the penalties and the turnovers. And, uh, you know, some of the, the special teams, like, oh, the kicker. Oh, my all, God. All of that, all of that, like, eventually, and Paul Chris has to take responsibility for that. But um, I don't necessarily think a, a loss to Washington State's a fireable offense. A wash to Cal Poly, maybe. What um, about New Mexico State? I just kind of yes. thought of this, guys. After yes, this I'll, week, I'll, both I'll, games. I'll yeah, yeah. Nelson, just a second before we move on. If they lose to New Mexico State, I'll be on the fire, Paul Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that right now. <laughs> very, very disastrous weekend for Wisconsin sports. Wisconsin obviously losing as 17 and a half favorites to Washington State. The Packers, we all saw that. Is it weird to say Wisconsin's special teams looked worse than Green Bay's? Oh, well, I mean, I mean, did you see the kicks from the... <laughs> yeah, I've never... I, that, they they got to have open tryouts for a kicker, right? Someone called in and said they want Colin Larch back now. I have a fell out of my chair. They gave him a scholarship. Uh, hey, good, for him. Good, for, good for Colin him. Colin Larsh, 
Kyle Lars wanted to come back. Yeah, uh, he wanted to. And they didn't and give. They didn't give him a scholarship. They gave Vito Calvaruso a scholarship, and so he was like, "All right, well." I think you. he knocked on a poor woman in the front row in this first kick if he shanked it so bad, and the the, the second kick, Zach. It felt like he topped it. What, felt like he topped it. Like I don't think like, anyone touched it. Like it wasn't blocked, right? It was just that no. bad. Like, did you see how the, the the black pellets like fly up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like that shouldn't happen. It felt like he he hit the ball in the wrong spot. It hit the ground more Zach. so than it. He hit it. Yeah. What? I couldn't. Have, I could have got the drunkest person I could find at the red zone downtown, <laughs> and they would have kicked it better. Than that, that second no? attempt. No, no, we're, we're, we're all we're all, we're celebrating Roddy's birthday. I would, we I would say we being good. out and about that someone in the Lucky's bathroom definitely booted it better than. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's a really tough scene because the, <laughs> the dude is almost automatic. Like it warms when it doesn't. He matter. kicked it ten bright, feet in the air, and the, I think it went bright, ten yards. Yeah, when the bright lights are not on. Um, is he the Ethan Happ of shooting free throws? Great at practice, he, terrible he, in the game. It, it may be. It may be. I mean, he was he was hitting from like fifty seven in warmups, like it wasn't even anything. Um, so, I think that's why Paul Chris felt good about hitting that fifty two yarder. And um, what if what if Clay kind of did not fumble? Are you sending um, Vito Calvaruso back out there if they need to kick the game tying field goal? Okay, well, I want to talk about well, lucky more for than him, just the kicker. <laughs> lucky, lucky for him, Zach. Uh, I don't know much about kicking technique. That might be an Ebo thing. He played soccer. Well, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, think you need to know technique. I don't think you know no technique. That, that, that <laughs> Big, second one, there was no technique. There. Big toe basher here. Yeah, uh, Zach. Uh, enough about the. F- I'm sorry about the kicker, Zach. Graham Mertz looked good. Am I wrong in saying that Graham Mertz looked good? All off season, we didn't want to talk about Graham Mertz. You were sick. Of, you were sick of talking about it because you just wanted to see it on the field. It's called reverse yeah. psychology for Graham Mertz. I was, I was trying right. to. I was trying no, to no, bring I'm, him up. It's not a shot at you. I'm, no. I'm saying like now that you've seen it, like. If, it feels like there has been some steps made. I, I don't know. I don't want to call them strides. I feel like strides are like longer, steps, steps, longer. So steps, steps in the right direction. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think Washington State's defense is awesome, though they certainly had some uh, some some good pressure and forced him to move around the pocket a little bit. But some of the throws he made, the one down the down the to Clay Cundiff on the little corner route for the touchdown, or the one to uh, Keontae Lewis down the hash marks, like those are throws that uh, I don't know if he makes. In previous years, I know he doesn't. He he missed the exact same throw to Jim Ray DK against Penn State, the, the one that he made to Kansas Lewis. That would have been a touchdown against Penn State last year. He's just uh, he, he's made some steps in the right direction, and um, I think they obviously need to continue to grow. Like so many times, or at least last few years, we pointed to him as the reason why they've lost games, and yeah. he was not the reason they lost games or lost the game on on Saturday. I thought he was dragging a hog around Saturday. Kind of deserved, kind of deserved to win. He's he's looked decent in the first two games, but my like watching the game, watching the broadcast, they continued to show how there were eight nine guys in the box almost every single play. Washington State clearly betting on they they wanted Graham Mertz to be the one that beat him, or maybe even just you know kind of saying Graham Mertz, are you really that good? And I don't know if it's Bobby Ingram or who's calling the plays or what, but they really didn't want to have Graham Mertz throw the football too often. And I don't know if they also don't have confidence in Mertz or what, because they didn't start to throw the football till later in that game. All the throws I talked about right there were throws in the first half. So I don't know what we're talking about. We ran it into the line quite a bit in that uh, first three quarters. I mean, they, they did that for, (laughs) that's what Wisconsin football is. I don't know if you're old enough to know that. Like they, that's kind of who they are. I, I would, completely uh, agree that they didn't they probably should have uh, unleashed that passing game 
a little bit more. I mean, the the runs in the line on first down are, uh, you know, nauseating, I think, for fans because you look at what that box looks like, especially when they go, uh, you know, like 22 personnel, like you have, it's a, I mean, it's a big personnel grouping or 12 personnel and you have, it's a big grouping. Um, you kind of know what's coming and they just kept on running it right up the middle uh, or right to the left or whatever it was. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't take a ton of, sh- they didn't take a lot of uh, uh, advantage of those situations uh, enough in my opinion. So yes, I think they th- should have thrown the ball more. I don't know necessarily that it has to do with Graham. I don't think it does to be honest with you. I think it's just kind of the mentality of what Wisconsin is, but uh, you would hope that they would open it up a little bit because uh, Braylon Allen is not going to run for a lot of yards when you have, eight guys that close to the line of scrimmage and they're not afraid of you going by them. Like Keontae Lewis ran right by guys. Yeah. Uh, you need to take those shots. Marcus Allen did the same. They took some shots uh, and they need to continue, continue to do them. Even if you don't, they don't hit right. Like you have to do it or people just won't respect it. Yeah, it was uh man. <laughs> I remember as the, the final, you know, when the clock hit zero, I looked around and said, they lost to Washington state. I can't believe they lost to Washington State. But I think that that's kind of been one of the things in the past, right, Zach, with some of the quarterbacks, is they don't necessarily open up the the playbook. They don't let them whip it around. I know early in Jack Cohn's career, it's like, all right, here's a five-yard out. That's the extent to the pass that we're going to let you throw. Yeah, again, I I think there were a lot of people that were hoping that it was going to change with Bobby Engram calling plays and Bobby Engram overseeing the offense. Um, There have been times. Right. There have been times again, Graham could only, you know, make the throws that uh, they allow him to make. And for the ones that he, the ones that he did, I thought he looked pretty sharp. Um, and you maybe as the season goes along, my room feels more and more comfortable with it. You're, and you're going you know, to allow him to go out there and uh, swing it around a little bit more. But I, I believe they're zero and seven when he throws 24 or more passes. So that's also kind of part of it as well. Like uh, it was, yeah. if he's throwing the ball all around the place, it's usually because they're in trouble. Zach, before I let you go, um, and we can't wait to see what uh, your awesome coverage for New Mexico State coming up. Let's see, let's see a big bounce back here for the Badgers before uh, whatever happens against Ohio State. Jerry Kill. Yeah, Jerry Kill. Yeah, are you, are you a Jerry Kill guy? Yeah? I, I forgot he was coaching. I thought he stepped away for health issues, but here he's back. I feel like he stepped away like three different times. <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like Urban Meyer. Some people would say he never actually came back with how bad New Mexico State is. Zach? Oh, they are. They, they are a horrible team. Before I let you go, uh, any words about uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matt LaFleur, and the Green Bay Packers? We had uh, some people call in that say that uh, not only should Paul Chris be fired, but also that Matt LaFleur, both of his eyebrows should be up on Mount Notice. Stop paying attention to the eyebrows and start focusing on preparation for week one. Any thoughts on uh, the Packers' loss of the Vikings? Really like Aaron Rodgers' new haircut. It's a really good look. I look. I, 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 like, Evo, if you did that, if you pulled that look, I kind of, I, I would love it. Like, it's, it's a really good look. I feel like that's sarcasm. No, no, I think that if I had the hair, I, I, it's yeah. You look like it. Rogers now. Yeah. You think well, no, you think I Blue Earth like told him to do that? My my hair, the hair would look like Rogers. Um, is Justin Jefferson yeah. still running wide open at US Bank Stadium? I think I think he is. And Jair, is Jair Alexander still not covering him one on one? Yes, I think he is. And is that still the plan from Lafleur and the Packers not to let Jair, who begged all week to be on him, not to do? Like, oh my God. That'd be so pissed. Why do you pay him all that money? Why do you pay him all that money to then go and play zone or not play, you know, let Eric Stokes cover him? Like it, 
Or Koi Walker, for that matter. Like, come I on. Don't, I don't. Let, let Jair travel. I don't get it, dude. All right, Zach. Well, uh, I'll get on the horn for maybe Brian Erlach or the company he represents. We'll get you that Aaron Rodgers hair in the mail, okay? Sounds good. Can't wait. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Good stuff right there.